Do they know it's Christmas? I don't know. Has anybody thought to ask them? Mikey Krennic, Cool Lads Basement. Do we love the holiday season? Yes, we do. We do here on Cool Dad's Basement. Love the holiday season. We love our holiday content. You know why? Low effort. I can say, you know, very few things about a very few things, and it resonates with people because, you know, everyone knows what Christmas is. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to, you know, back up and, and give you any context. There's no homework to be done you're aware of what Christmas is. And if you've been listening to this program on and off and you missed the episodes where I said I wasn't going to do this anymore, you know what Saturday sometimes means. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. List. Filling up the time on my podcast, whoa, the Saturday list, Saturday list, what's it gonna be, man, you gotta know, Saturday list, Saturday list, fire, I have things on a list, episodes you just can't miss, on the red bed, one cool dad basement, you wanna mint, Saturday list. Saturday list, gonna list him up, list him all the top five, feel alive, Saturday list, Saturday list, S-s-s-saturday list, S-s-s-saturday list, S-s-s-saturday list, list. And that's right, folks, it's time for that Saturday list. This is a Saturday list, the very first Saturday list in the holiday canon of the, the Cool Dad's Basement, Mikey Krennic is Unemployed program. Uh, and we just couldn't be more excited here at the headquarters to bring this to you. Now, I, I was wondering, you know, what to do for the first holiday Saturday list. You know, it, it, you want to make sure you hit and hit hard. Now, the Thanksgiving season has come and gone because it's not a real thing. It's a singular day. If you have a Thanksgiving season, seek help. It's, you know, just make the food and get over with. You know, what, what do we, we got to decorate for Thanksgiving? I think not. But the holiday season, the Christmas season, the Hanukkah season, that is what is upon us now. And that means that people who feel as though they have some dominion over when people listen to music, which is another really just a weird thing that people do, can no longer complain about Christmas music being played. Now, I know there's some in the audience who play it from October 1st onward. I have no problem with that. I know there are some in this audience who say, no Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. And I do have a problem with that, but I'm going to pretend not to uh, because I don't want to lose your patronage. 
So I was thinking, you know, how could we, how could we kind of fold that in since everyone will be, you know, listening to the holiday music now, can we do top five holiday songs? So I consulted, uh, you know, an attorney, Google, by that is what I mean. Um, I Googled if it was allowed to play whole, if you're allowed to play whole songs on a podcast, uh, and you're not. That's against the rules. I've done it before. I'll do it again. But to do five kind of felt like maybe flying a little too close to the sun. So what I decided instead, rather than to give up, because I'm a, you know, I'm an industrious guy. I don't give up. I decided that we would do the top five moments from Christmas songs. That's right. The top five moments from Christmas songs of all time. You know, folks, moments within songs can be very memorable. Obviously, people oftentimes will remember the song as an entire thing. But sometimes certain moments inside of the song really stand out. They're really powerful or emotional or, in this case, joyous, festive. These are the top five moments from holiday songs of all time. And let's get started right away with our number five moment. Now, remember, I had to listen to the entire song to get this. And when it comes to this song that I'm about to play a moment from, I think I deserve some form of hazard pay because I have to be real honest and tell you this, this one, I don't find funny in the slightest. Uh, it's, it's not mm -mm, 12 days of Christmas, always bad parody of 12 days of Christmas. Oh, daddy, much worse. Our number five Christmas song moment of all time is the fourth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. The fourth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Sending Christmas cards, sending Christmas cards. Oh, I hate those Christmas cards. Sending Christmas cards. Oh, making out these cards, writing out those Christmas cards. Yo ho, sending Christmas cards. Oh, I don't even know half these people. I'm not sending them this year, that's it. You know, I admit that I'm not always the most culturally sensitive uh, or in-touch guy, but I, I, I have failed to see in all of the years now that I've heard the 12 pains of Christmas, which is far too many, I fail to understand why the sending Christmas cards man uh, needs to sound like that. Why, why does he need to be a broad stereotype of a, of a gay man? That's, that's what he is. Nobody else in that song is a cultural stereotype. And then just randomly sending Christmas cards, which, I don't know, doesn't really seem like a particularly gay or not gay activity to me. It just kind of seems like a thing you do. Uh, for some reason, Bob Rivers decided that, that no, no, no. When you get to the fourth, whoever the guy doing the voice for the fourth day of Christmas was, because I have to assume Bob Rivers, parody master that he is, has his thumb on everything in his songs, said, I specifically do this voice. The Jerky Boys are very popular, and they have a, a, a character who speaks this way. That's the Christmas cards guy. I don't get it. I don't really, I put this on the list, honestly, because maybe somebody could help me out and, and tell me why, again, that man needs to be... Let, let, we'll hear it one more time, now with the context. What's, what is... The fourth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Sending Christmas cards. Could you say sending, sending Christmas, Christmas cards. cards? Oh, I hate no. those Christmas 
this card. Yeah, now he's getting kind of like death. What's happening here? these cards. Why is it this Yo ho, sending Christmas cards. Okay. I don't even know half these people. I'm not sending them this year. All right. Well, then, if you're not sending it, I'm not doing it anymore. That was our number five Christmas moment, Christmas song moment of all time. Now on to number four. Oh, what is that beautiful flocking on your Christmas tree? Oh my goodness. I'm I'm looking at it and is it tinsel? No, it's it's too too liquid to be tinsel. Is it some sort of spray? Oh, what's that? It's a gallon of Tony Bennett semen? Oh Christmas tree. Christmas tree, such pleasure do you bring me, oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, such pleasure do you bring me. Yes, there it is, folks, our fourth greatest Christmas music song, Christmas song moment of all time. Tony Bennett, basking in the afterglow of having sex with your Christmas tree. I don't see any other way that you can interpret Tony breathily saying, Such pleasure do you bring me. He even gets a little, oh, in there. Yeah, one more time. Why not, right? Oh, Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Such pleasure do Here comes, not the, just here, here the O comes. Oh, Christmas yeah. tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Such pleasure do you bring me. I'm glad Tony got what he wanted this year, to fuck your tree. On to our number three Christmas song moment of all time. That might be the first time I... Said it consecutively in this episode. Now, this is a little bit of a, you know, we've got a double thing going on here. Because you may remember back in the 80s, there was a, a very big Christmas song that raised money uh, for, I believe, Africa. Just sort of generally, it, it was against hunger, and they were, they were donating money to Africa. It was Band-Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas? And there were some lines in there that when poured over in a, in a, a, you know, 21st century mindset, seemed a little bit problematic. Let's take a listen to them first. There's a couple things wrong with that. Number one, uh, there there's water flowing besides folks' tears in Africa. They, that, that, number one, right? So let's clear up that common misconception that the only water flowing in Africa is the bitter sting of tears. Uh, and I think what, what people might have also had a bit of a problem with was Bono kind of warbling his way through tonight. Thank God it's them instead of you. Because that's really, that's a that's a troubling implication. 
Uh, you're going to get down on your knees and pray and say, hey, God, I just want to give you a big heads up. Thank you for not making me starve of the African famine. Uh, and honestly, thank you for starving the Africans. Thank God it's them instead of me. So luckily, when they did a, a 30-year reunion in 19 or 2014, and I screw that up, they did a 30-year reunion in 2014, and well, they, they addressed those criticisms head on. There's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear, where a kiss of love can kill you, and there's death in every tear, and Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. And by addressing them head-on, of course, here I mean that making them significantly worse. Because first and foremost, still saying that it's a land of dread and fear, not something I'd like to hear about anywhere I lived, uh, and that the only Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom, which again, not really painting the most positive uh, uh, picture of, of the, the continent of Africa. Uh, and, and further... The adjustments they make, look, if I have to clear up a misconception about where I live, I'd much rather say, hey, you know, I, I, we got running water. It, besides the bitter sting of tears, that's a little silly. Uh, as opposed to unpacking where a kiss of love could kill you and there's death in every tear. That makes it sound a lot worse. That you need a lot more kind of lead time to make a person understand that they should still maybe visit and, you know, care. Because if I, hey, look, kiss of love could kill you and there's death in every tear. Kind of sounds like it's it's past help at that point. And honestly, I would rather Bono say, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you, as opposed to, well, tonight we're reaching out and touching you. You just said that a kiss of love could kill me and now you're you're reaching out and you're touching me. I don't wash your hands. What's happening in this song? So that is the third greatest Christmas song moment of all time. The two, you know, sort of diametrically opposed, but really both just brain dead rich people shit. Those moments in Do They Know It's Christmas. Now, let's go with something a little more modern, shall we? You know, that was... That was back in 1984. How about the year 2000, when a classic Christmas story was turned on its head by one of our greatest comedians? Of course, I'm talking about the Jim Carrey version of the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What a wonderfully weird uh, and, as I recall, very long version of the Grinch this was, and many people have great affection for it. Myself included, I think for the wrong reasons, but that's, hey, you're enjoying it, I'm enjoying it, that's all that matters. And one of the things I really enjoy about Grinch 2000 is the soundtrack, which includes the absolute banger from Buster Rhymes and Jim Carrey called Grinch 2K, which opens with our second greatest Christmas song moment of all time. This is a Flip Mode Squad Jim Carrey collabo. Now what? 
And just one more time. This is a Flip Mode Squad Jim Carrey collabo. Now what? Where were you when we finally got the Flip Mode Squad Jim Carrey collabo? Now what indeed? What could possibly top that as our greatest Christmas song moment of all time? Well, folks, I've got one for you that I, I think is truly special. Now, there is a famous singer who had a beautiful voice and an inspiring story. I'm talking about Andrea Bocelli. You know him uh, as being the blind man that sings those nice songs your mom likes. And he does indeed say, have a beautiful singing voice, angelic even. And he seems to have a great personality and a great sort of sense of fun, which is why when he came out with a version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, accompanied by a children's choir, I really thought it was going to be something that was a fun holiday hit for all ages. And it mostly is. And it's filled with possible moments that could have been included on this list. You know, when he starts climbing those Andrea Bocelli ladders on things like, he's coming. Like, that's really, that's, that is something else. You better watch out. It's, it's inspiring. That said, there's a moment in this song that fills me with, with dread and concern for poor Andrea. Now, you have to remember, and I'm not making light of this, but you have to remember for the context of this, Andrea Bocelli is blind. Now, there's obviously nothing humorous to be mined from that, and I, I mean that. He's a blind person, and he's achieved incredible things because, frankly, there's no such thing as a disability. You know, there's there's different words now that we're, we're to use for it. I don't use any of them because I just, I don't think about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? However, bear in mind when you're thinking of this song that Andrea Bocelli cannot see. So at a certain point in the song, the children are singing about somebody coming to town towards the end of the song, and Andrea inquires as to who's coming, and he asks once. He doesn't get his response. And imagine if you could not see, and you knew someone was coming, and coming fast, it sounds, you'd get a little scared, wouldn't you? So did Andrea in our number one Christmas song moment of all time. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pop, I'm telling you why. Who's coming? Who's coming? That's a terrified man. That's a man who is who wants to know who's coming and needs to know who's coming, and no one is telling him. Let's just in isolation, let's hear that part. It's just Santa, Andrea. Everything is going to be all right. Those rotten kids won't tell you, but I will tell you. And I'm not even, I'm not even laughing at the fact that he's saying the word coming. I'm that sympathetic to Andrea's plight. One more time. Who's coming? Real fear, real panic. Something you should not have in your hearts because the holiday season is upon us. I hope you enjoyed today's Saturday list. We'll get plenty more holiday content. How about a big announcement tomorrow on Cool Dad's Basement about a certain holiday house party 
that's going to be returning to your podcast feed sooner rather than later. Get ready for that more on Cool Dad's Basement. Yeah.